Hey, it's Jeremy with the new Lloydminster Nissan. March, we're celebrating luck of the Irish. Win a brand new TV or even a trip to Mexico with a newer used purchase. Buck, it's St. Patrick's Day, not Christmas. The new Lloydminster Nissan, where we won't sell you a car, we'll help you buy one. Hi, Dale here from Superior Water. Do you know what's coming out of your water taps? At Superior Water, we know what's coming out of ours. The cleanest, best-tasting water at $3 a jug. Treat your body right with Superior Water. This is Lloyd Minster's show. This is local that matters to you. Local people. Local events. Local news and sports. For Lloydminster and area, this is Live with Kurt Price from the new Lloydminster Nissan. Hey, welcome inside the new Lloydminster Nissan. We have another edition of Patchwork coming your, day, your way today. It is, of course, the Pro Oil and Gas, Pro Canadian Oil and Gas uh, podcast that I do with my good friend Tracy Kay here. How are you doing, Gert? Titus Tools. Titus which is Tools. Celebrating his 25th anniversary. 25th anniversary this year. Look out, Kurt Price and Tracy K. We're going to do a giant promotion for Titus Tools this year. Wait for it. So I've had a busy, busy week. Um, last Friday night, I was the uh, MC for the Oilman's uh, bond spiel, the heavy oil bond spiel. And Dwayne Davison was honored yes, with no Dwayne the well. Oilman of the Year. And I've worked with Dwayne on several uh, events like... Um, Fishing game, the fishing game yeah. banquet, and things like that. My brother has worked with Dwayne. Dwayne has I, been around forever, <laughs> man. Awesome. Right here, just before I took this picture, Dwayne said to me, "Hey, I worked with your brother, and I still have his pipe wrench. Can you let him know?" <laughs> <laughs> so I let my brother know, and he said, "No, that's uh, that's. I don't think that was my." Uh, pipe wrench. I think that was the company I was working for. He yeah, said, but yeah. I take it. He said, but yeah. I, don't think, I don't think that Dwayne, it was. Dwayne lived across the street from uh, from us for many years. Uh, well deserved. Been in the community for a long time. I mean, you know, volunteer a mania of the year many times of just what that guy has done and you know it took a couple of years for him to get the recognition because we didn't have much going on here for a couple of years yeah. with COVID. But he, he knew waiting for two patiently, years. yeah. Yeah, you knew awesome. for two years that he was going to be the oilman of the year. So, yeah. and uh, then on Saturday night, I was the MC at Mike's retirement party, and of course, the exhibition has been the home of the uh, oil show for years and years now. Mm -hmm. And the oil show is coming back this year, which is absolutely uh, fantastic. When you've uh, been in Lloyd Minster your entire life, then you obviously start to get to know some people. So Mike and I. We're together in grade three at the Bar Colony School way back when it used to be straight south of the east side or straight north of the east side A&W and then they moved it over to where it is now. So I've known Mike for 52 years. You know, he was retiring, Tracy. So what does that say about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's retiring. You know, what? A, I mean, talk about the exhibition constitution. Mike has been there for like, yeah, I mean, I just don't know anybody else who had been there because Mike has just been there so long from the fairs to the rodeos to the to the chuck wagons yep. to everything. I mean, man, that guy has just done same thing. Another great guy, well-deserved on what he's done in the community. Tremendous. Now, last time you were here, you weren't here. You were in Regina. Yes. And you're still not a granddad. Not so yet. You kind of jumped the gun on that, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. But the last time you were here, we talked to Brian Zinchuk and we talked to Adam Waterman. 
Yeah. And it is a fascinating podcast that if you haven't listened yet yes. to yet, you should listen to because it's all about the war in Ukraine and how it affects oil yes. prices and, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But Adam Waterman told us something, and we're going to show you it here in just a minute, yes. about it now being the time, now Absolutely. being the time for the government of Canada to sell Trans Mountain Pipeline. I would bring Canadian military spending up to our NATO commitment that we've mm -hmm. been on for decades of 2% of GDP. Right now we're around one, two, one, three, bring it all the way up. And how I would do that would be selling TMX right now. Yeah. You're having a ridiculously, the costs on that pipeline have quadrupled since the Canadian government started driving. Sell it now. You've already messaged that there won't be any, any further public funds committed to the project, which probably doesn't hold a lick of water you're going to finish it. You're not going to leave it half done. You're not going to 20 million, 20 billion in and walking away with nothing. Yeah, that's right. Sell it down. So a fascinating uh, podcast that you can listen to, and it's a very adult conversation. Yes. It's a very grown-up conversation about what is happening in Ukraine. You can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch it here on the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan Facebook page, and you can also watch it on YouTube on the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan page. Subscribe to that, and you won't miss a, a patchwork. And uh, this week, we have Victor Guillet here Hello, with Victor! Us. Hey, guys. Tracy. Good to and see you. Kurt. And Kurt. Uh, I want to thank both of you guys for having me on. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's an honor. We, we hear about your shows. I listen to them. They're great. And here I am now. So I'm just, uh, I'm humbled to be here. <laughs> Victor, Victor is always, uh, you know, a, a guy that's in Lloydminster talking about what's going on in the industry. He's, his shop is just a couple doors down from me. Man, I too many too many connections on the, around here in the oil industry. Yeah, no, but, that's right, uh, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. very passionate about the industry. And I said, you know what? We got to get him on the show. Yeah. And so here you are. And thank mm -hmm. you for joining us and today. Thank you guys Victor. again for having me here. It's an honor to be here. I hear great things. I listen to you guys. It's great. Awesome. You now, betcha. Before we get, before we put uh, Victor on the spot, Tracy, let's put you on the spot a little bit. What are oil prices doing? Because we know they've dropped a little bit since the last well, time you were here. You know, they've, they've dropped a little bit, but they're staying consistent. Yes. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're still predicting it's uh, oilprice.com is where I get my prices. Some of your producers might go to a different site or an app. But it's just something quick. It, it kind of is a general way of telling what's going on out there in the pricing side of things. And, um, you know, just to kind of two-second recap on that show, you got to watch that show that we just did there on about Ukraine and, and Russia. That day, it, oil peaked at $139. Yeah, and, and here's the it. other part. Here's the other part. We think that it's just a matter of clicking on the switch and we're ready to go in Canada. That is uh, a pretty good answer. But uh, Adam Waterman really extends out on that of what it's going to take us to get ready to get um, up to the level. I think in my time, this could be the greatest time in history where we've actually got the opportunity to rise to the occasion and actually be heroic on pre being able to provide natural gas and oil to the rest of the world. We just got to take our place in that. But it's manpower, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But right now, um, there's still, I looked it up again last night, and then I got the current prices today. They're still trying to predict 200 barrel oil, mm -hmm. like, which is just off the chain of what's still going on. And the longer that situation goes on, the more people are looking around to supply oil. And we're definitely in that top 
list that we should be doing. Right now, today, though, $112.70 U.S. a barrel for the West Texas Intermediate. And Western Canadian Select is still kicking over $100 a barrel at $100.83. These aren't Canadian prices, ladies and gentlemen. These are U.S. prices. So the pricing right now is absolutely awesome. Rig count kind of been fluctuating that they've actually come down. I'm not sure why. But Canada's at 176 active rigs right now. We're going to talk to Victor a little bit more about that on what's going on on the drilling side of things. U.S. 663 and international 813. Still, still pretty good, pretty steady rig count. Optimism, in my opinion, just what we know is going on in Titus Tools. We're going to talk to Victor about elaborating on that. Optimism is tremendously high. Tons of business to be to be going on here, not only from the domestic side, but internationally as well, Kurt. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, maybe just before we open the floor for Victor, like, sure. what was your guys' thoughts this week when the NDP and the Liberals kind of merged? I mean, they're, call they're not calling it a coalition, but for the most part, you know, we look at it and we say, hey, there was only two Liberals elected in Alberta. There was no NDP elected in Saskatchewan. There was no Liberals elected in Saskatchewan. So this has kind of frozen out the West a little bit. On uh, And then we have a guy like Justin Trudeau. He says, hey, if you're not happy with things, run for, you know, run for government yourself. But then he freezes people out for three years yeah. in, in a minority government. What are your guys' thoughts on what is coming for oil and gas, being that the NDP and the Liberals have gotten into well, bed together? For myself, Kurt, for the, the political end of it, back and let's go back to the early 70s excuse me when his uh, his father was um, prime minister he did the same thing and it lasted two years because it's gonna be the same thing now my my, my thinking is gonna be the same thing because and the NDPs are saying we never voted liberal and the liberals are saying we never voted NDP and they were just told that they're merging so there's a lot of that this might be in favor well, it might be in the, in the favor of us in terms of uh, oil and gas industry because there's a lot of people upset that are NDP that yeah. never voted for Liberal and all of a sudden they're falling underneath the umbrella of the Liberal and vice versa. Yeah, to extend on that is that, um, you know, I was commenting the other day that Singh is just kind of right in the middle just getting all the cherry pie he wants because he's not on that side but he's on the other side and he's in the middle and yet he's the third largest uh, party in Canada, not the second. Mm -hmm. And he just, he knows where it seemed like to where he needs to move to continue that majority vote if he hangs in with them when they need something passed. And so um, I'm not grooving anything that those two teams or those two political parties are doing for the future of fossil fuels. But it's going to get down to a point here where we, we either try to continue to keep what we are going to try to continue to do what we're doing is that it's just going to come back to us eventually. They're going to eventually look on our last show. You and I were commenting about here. These guys are going and no disrespect to this, but there was some true story. There was some some issues going on in Saudi Arabia where they were taking people's heads off. Mm -hmm. And then there's the people of uh, Britain going over there and asking them if they can help us with the oil right after that happened because if you're not in agreement with the king then you might not have your head anymore and you're going to those countries to ask for oil that makes no sense to me you're the venezuela all of these places no disrespect to those countries but why are you not looking to the places that have good ethical oil and are doing a good job of the environmental footprint 
And I think they're not coming. Well, I know they're not coming because the leaderships are not inviting it and they're trying to pull back on the fossil fuels. So the guys go, okay, well, we're not, if you're not interested, we're going to go somewhere else. Even though those guys don't have their heads anymore, we still have a better opportunity to go and get Mm -hmm. oil from them. Well, from a personal leader, how does that make any sense? saying, okay, I'm not going to get it from Russia now, but I'm going to go over here and get it from these guys. I don't think they've made much of an improvement of saying we're going to get good ethical oil from great people going over to those places, but they still look at that as being a better option than what Russia's doing to Ukraine. That makes no sense to me. We've got to get these leaders back on track of being the greatest wealth and riches that Canada can be providing right now, mm-hmm. and we're not getting into that space. Yeah. You know, no matter what they do, there may not be a choice. They may not have a choice because yeah. oil, the oil price is going to dictate yeah. what mm-hmm. happens. So yeah. let's take a break, and we're going to come back. We're going to find out all about a Vicon oil field services from owner Victor Guillet when we come back here at the New Lloyd Mr. Nissan for Patchwork. At Diamond 7 Meats, we work with local farm families to provide a high-quality product and a great selection for you. Try our mouth-watering Smokies, pulled pork, roast beef, and more. Made pure and natural with no additives or fillers. We offer custom processing, and our experienced team works for you to provide a selection of sausage, burgers, and jerkies made to your specifications. Take your grilling to the next level with a Yoder Smoker. Complete the grilling experience with a Canadian-made, award-winning line of House of Q barbecue sauces. We're locally owned and operated, and we look forward to seeing you today. Holy blaze, it's hot out here. Jeremiah, my boy, fetch me a drink of water. Does your water taste like it's from the 1800s? Thinking water treatment? Think Superior Water. We carry a wide range of equipment, and our bottled water is $3 a jug. Superior Water, Lloyd Minster, where customers are always satisfied. Yeehaw! You love a Superior Water, boy? PWM Steel in Lloyd Minster is the key supplier and largest indoor inventory of steel between Edmonton and Saskatoon. Locally owned, PWM Steel offers a wide range of services from steel cutting and bending to custom sign and powder coating. PWM Steel uses aluminum products as well as new and recycled steel. Key supplier of steel products and services since 1982. Visit their website at pwmsteel.com. Local people, local events, local advertising. To advertise on Live with Kurt Price, call 780-522-9433 or visit forgesmedia.com. Welcome back inside the new Lloyd Mr. Nissan for Patchwork today, where our guest is the owner of Vicon Oilfield Services. Victor Guillet is here to tell us all about uh, Vicon. Once again, Victor, thanks for your time. We know it's a busy, busy time in uh, oil and gas right now, so you guys are both giving up uh, your time, which is very valuable. Uh, More so than it was maybe two, three months ago, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, with Victor coming on the show today, um, we want to. We just want to extend out a couple of things that uh, we normally haven't talked about, and that's going to be a little bit later on in the program. But we, um, you know, as simple as I can put it, we're going to talk about Victor's uh, getting involved in the oil industry and um, giving us his two bits worth of. I love the bits. Advice, thing, yeah. Two, two bits. Bit, oh, that's a, a so nice sad. play with words. That's Tracy. so yeah, sad. Nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or bit by bit, we'll get to the bottom of this, right? Yeah. No, yeah. No, oh boy. Anyway, so Victor, 
thank you for joining us hey, on yeah, the thanks show. Thanks a lot and, once again, uh, you guys. I appreciate it very much. It's an yeah. honor to be here. Yeah. Two great guys. Well, so, thanks. you know, you got your Vicon Enterprise okay. Oil Field Services. You got the hat Vicon. on. Uh, tell us a little bit about oh, yourself okay. and, and where you grew well, up. Tell okay. us a little well, bit about know, your story. I, I, I grew up in a little town called Dormy, which is between Saskatoon and Prince Albert farming community. We farmed there and mm -hmm. uh, went to school there. One of the schools, the same building, K to 12. Well, no K. There was no kindergarten in my time. I, you know, I'm dating myself. But uh, grade one to 12, you know, went in one door and at one end, out the, out, scooted out the door at the other end. Me too. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Yeah. So there, yeah. So a little town like that. So I grew up in the farming community and um, never thought I would be in the oil patch, to be honest with you. Because after that, after I graduated, um, I, well, during the, my work with co-op, I started doing work. Um, I was going to go for my a degree. You, were, you worked at co-op? Yeah, I worked at co-op. Do you have yeah. your co-op number still? Yeah, no. You no, don't I have co-op number? No, because I'm not in that area. Do you so, have your co-op number? I don't, actually. Okay, no, no. everybody get your co-op number. <laughs> yeah. You've yeah, got a nice no. little check back every year if you no, get uh, stuff no. at the co-op. Yeah. I'm yeah. a big supporter of co-op. Shout yeah. out to co-op. Yeah. There we go. No, no. So anyway, so I was gonna start start off with get my degree in in business. Um, playing hockey back then, I would I did not have the I did not I wasn't um, I couldn't put myself to studying through correspondence. So I had finished one year already. So I went back to co-op. I was working at the co-op. So I went to HR and he said, "Okay, that's fine. You got to pay us back that one year." But here's an option: do another year, and at least you get your business, at your, your uh, business advertising and business diploma. So I managed to get through one year, and I got that through the co-op. So you were taking business. Yeah, I was taking business. You were trying to get a business degree. Degree, yeah, yeah. While yeah. working at the co-op. While working and, at the co-op through correspondence, eh? But I wasn't disciplined enough. Oh. I was playing hockey back then, and I was, you know, busy partying, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, like, so anyway, I got my diploma. So I worked with the co-op. Um, How long were you at co-op? Let's see, 15 years. And I worked at funeral home. I was working at funeral home at the same time. So oh you had my. two jobs? Yep. yep. Oh my goodness. Yep. I remember him and I talking about this the other day at yep. the shop. And yep. he's like, okay. So funeral home into the oil industry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good transition. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but you see... The big, the big thing here, the big key was the big D. Like they say, I'm going through the big D, but not, don't mean Dallas. I went through a divorce. And, you know, everything went good. Like, no ill feelings or nothing at all. But, yeah. But my son's mom, we still get along with that. So. so anyway, a friend of mine, Dean Linford, who worked for Champion 35, looks at, you know, my friend. He says, why don't you come to the oil patch? I says, I don't even know what a rig looks like. Never mind what to do. Two weeks later, I'm getting my H2S tickets in Regina, my tickets to go. I got a call to go on his rig, Champion 35 at Cadott Lake, and you guys know where that is. It's five hours north of Edmonton. So I drove up there. I did my drug test in Lloyd Minister here, right at the, the tropical. So kept on going. Yeah, yeah, I got to the rig. And didn't know what the hell to do. I was the guy they picked on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I got a fair. So did they of have green coveralls on you? Green hard hat, green no, boots, that, and green that, gloves? No. No. I had oh, green, none green of that. Kings. I had green kings. Oh, okay. I had champion things. Just to just to pause blue. for one second. So the joke used to go around on the rigs that if you were the green guy and you didn't know anything in the industry, 
we would literally make you wear green coveralls, green hard hat, green gloves, and maybe even green boots because then they knew you were the green, green guy. guy on yeah. the rig. True story. Yeah. So you're true. telling me that when next time we do patchwork, I should put on a green shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and a green hard hat, maybe. Because <laughs> I'm learning stuff but, every yeah, day. But yeah. I'll tell you guys, I, before I continue, the, the, the joke, the second night that I was there, we were working nights. And I had to go to the washroom. So one of the guys says, no, just go over to the consultant shack over there. And he said, he's sleeping. Just be quiet. Leave your boots on. <laughs> this to isn't going to end well. <laughs> and, okay, so I thought this is pretty cool. Eh? I open the lights. I'm in the washroom. And all of a sudden I hear, hey, who's in there? Hey, it's, um, it, it's Victor. I'm from the crew. The guy said I could come in there. And meanwhile, my mud, my boots were full of mud. I was oh, in the no. tank. And I was just like. So he comes in, kicks the door open. Well, he starts giving me sh crap, and he starts laughing. He says, I've never seen anything like it. He starts <laughs> laughing. So he said, okay, finish. So I said, I'll get everything clean. I apologized. And I was in the shack for two hours cleaning. We had a coffee. And... Um, yeah, we got along good after that. And he so that guy set up. you up. You realize yeah, that, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Going into the consultant shack to go to the washroom is like oh my going God. and knocking on Buckingham Palace out on the rig site and expecting to get into the washroom. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. <laughs> For real. Like, he, he set him up. But like I say, he, he he started giving me heck, and he started laughing. He said, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. So, so he I knew what was going my on. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I took my stuff off, and I scrubbed everything clean. I washed his shack and cleaned. I want to be on the good area. You know what I mean? So I, we had a coffee. He made coffee for me. Really, you know, after that, he realized yeah. that. You he know said, what I man, mean? if you're tough yeah, enough and cool he, enough to yeah, come in here and do yeah, that, yeah, I'm making yeah, you yeah. a coffee. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And he was a name. His name, his name was Calvin Vermette. And he's one of the guys that after that, he, I shouldn't say he took me under his wing, but he knew that you know what i mean he, he knew my story yeah and we got along because champion 35 did lots of work for them okay so, is champion so, 35 still around champion 35 jackknife double still working out by peace river yeah yeah jackknife double so i started on the drilling rigs started there um so what what when you start on the drilling rigs and you're the green guy do you get all the jobs nobody else wants yeah 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 yeah. So, so how a, old were you at that time? Because you weren't a young guy then. 38 years old. Yeah, 38 years old. That was the, the oldest roughneck, and there was a joke, the oldest roughneck. So I come back. So, <laughs> so my roughneck. push, Brian, phoned me. We went to, for a two-week finish. So I finished the two weeks of jokes, and you know what I mean? And yeah. That, uh, you know, watch the handle when... Yeah, the there's all the initiation there's, there's, there's stuff. The go, initiation. go to the top of the rig and water the crown. Yeah. There's one of them, which... Yeah. Yeah. Go into the toolbox and water, water the crown. Water go the to crown. the toolbox on the service rig side. Go. These are cool things that I never thought to bring yeah. up on the show. Yeah. Go to the toolbox and find the pipe stretchers. And the can of steam. And the can of yeah. steam, yeah. And then another one, too. When, and this was when I, when I was drilling. We were drilling out by Wainwright. I was in the handle, and we were for Husky. And so I, a rough, a young roughneck come over. And when I was drilling, I was never a mean guy. You know what I mean? Like we'd play goofy jokes on each other, yeah. but I wasn't that mean driller. You know what I mean? That, yeah. But anyway, so I said, hey, go over to the consultant's uh, truck and ask him if we're drilling for 520 or 1030 oil. So oh, he runs no. over there, <laughs> knocks on the door. Oh. And, he, and, the guy, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he says, hey, we got to stop and have a meeting. 
consultant was not very happy, so I got a one-day suspension for that joke. No. Oh, yes. No. So, yeah. yeah. Why? Because so, he thought you were picking on the roughneck? No, no, no. I was stopping work. You know, you know, that we're stopping the flow of work. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, so that, yeah he should have took now that. Now that consultant we maybe shouldn't mention. No, no but he should have took that. No, he should have so taken took that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took it, so I thought it'd be, but I never thought it'd be suspended. So there's it. all kinds of little techniques out there. Another one suspension. we used to do was the rubber gloves, and and you know it's yeah. fun stuff, and we can all say we're talking on the show like this. But you take all the fingers in a rubber glove because most of the time back then we didn't have the protecting gloves they do yeah, now. Yeah. You just put rubber gloves on, and if you got oil on them, you just yeah. wipe them off with Varsol, yeah. and you. You could use them for quite some time till they got hard and then you throw them away and get another pair but if you weren't looking you'd take the grease gun out and you'd put you know a dab in each probably you know fill up the fingers of each glove because lots of times the guys would just go like this right well yeah. oh, and then they're sliding into yeah. the there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or another the one gloves. we used to do now we're talking is uh, we take ketchup uh for the for the for the new guys and we put ketchup and mustard in their front pockets so they come put their coveralls on, then you know, they're yeah. and then they come out, they yeah. got mustard and ketchup under. <laughs> yeah, just little well, that's things. The way to, that's the way to make work fun, yeah. though. Yeah. Because otherwise it's, you know, yeah. like, I don't know if I'd want to work for that consultant that suspended you a no, day yeah, for yeah. for asking for five yeah. or ten weight. <laughs> so that, that's something that, you know, that guys don't understand that, you know, we're going to talk about the mental health thing a little bit later on in the program. But what we don't get is that it's... It's trying to, what Victor was trying to do there was just create a fun environment and, yeah, and make yeah, everybody yeah. kind of relax because yeah. guys are coming out. Don't, don't get me wrong. When you're coming out on the rig for the first time, you're, you're, you're green and you're, you, if some guys are going to give you a hard time and then other guys are going to, are going to just take you under their wing and show you. Yeah. And there was two types of training back then in my day of 40 years ago. You had the guys that would take you under their wing and explain stuff to you, and then there was the guys that were the guys that would yell at you to try to get the job done. Yeah. And the guys that would take you under your wing were actually way better to to get you to learn something instead than the guys getting, instead of getting hollered. Yeah, out. a yeah. little bit. So yeah. I mean, yeah. as part of your what you were doing yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. you got. And by the way, being on the handle means you were running the rig. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. most yeah. people I'm would probably that. know yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. you worked your way up to be the yeah. big guy on yeah. the rig then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took, and but back then, like back then, this was like the two thousands. A lot of change, things have changed twenty years till yeah. now. Um, I.e., safety. Yeah. I started on the handle on the, on drilling with no tickets. I shouldn't say that on here, but that didn't no, last long. But you don't, the, that no, was part it's, of it's it. No, it's just it's part of the culture that's come forward. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We we had. Um, like back in our day, and I always use this word and everybody will chuckle about it, but back in our day, you, you got trained by guys that had five or six tickets in common sense-ology. Yeah, they yeah. had so many different ones, and that's what we used. And for years, you just went out there and said, hey, we did it this way for years, so this is how we'll yeah, do it. Yeah, now, there's just more. There, there is. It's all about training. It's all about having your tickets because back then, I remember in 1998... We, I went out to a rig in um, on a spring breakup to run some tools in the ground. And there was 100 years of men on the rig, minimum. They had uh, two operate, rig operators and two tool pushes. Lots of The service rig guys in the spring breakup, the roughnecks and the derrick hands usually go on, on pogey or unemployment. And the other guys still work if there's dry areas where you mm -hmm. can still work. Every one of those guys had no less than 25 years. How do you go out to that rig and tell those guys what to do? Yeah. You can't. They're, they're just so experienced. 100 years, four guys. Now, there's still some of those guys around, but they're fewer and far between. Yeah. 
now you know you might get guys that are on there for 100 days and they've they've only been working so you need training you may need tickets you may need more stuff and mm -hmm. processing mm -hmm. to get those guys to be a lot yeah. safer yeah. four four guys of 25 years experience you could probably go sit in the truck and have a sleep and they finish the job for you that's just how much yeah. experience you got that's different yeah. now yeah and also a big thing that's come a long way is the safety aspect of it with the wcb and the ohs stepping into you know like years ago um frostbite you know what i mean we worked sometimes minus 45 tracy yeah and now i think there's some companies policies that they won't work uh minus 30 minus yeah. 35 maybe yeah. and also there's trucking companies that won't move the rig if it's colder minus 35 yeah. Because metal gets brittle when it's cold, yeah. and yeah, all that happens yeah. is you end up shutting down anyway. So right. it breaks, right? yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. So you know, things have changed, come a long way, and you know, in the safety aspect of it, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that fact, and that's something that we just don't get enough appreciation on our total bias Canadian oil and gas show here yeah. is that. Um, I don't believe, and somebody can challenge me, if there is more ethical oil being produced out there in the world with better safety structures, more environmental, like you cannot go to locations now, you've got to have your certain tickets to work anywhere in, yeah. in our industry. And it's part of it. And that's your core, your COR, which is your certificate of recognition for your safeties. Mm -hmm. You've got to have INS World. You've got to have Cortex. You've got to have all these things set up just to even be able to go out there and work for people. And I think it's uh, I think it's just something that the industry has done a really good job of. Oh, yeah. In a They've lot, come of, a lot of areas. Come a long way. Good ways, cause. Yeah. And, well, good point. And also emissions, the big thing. Like we've got the lowest emissions in the world. Our yeah. Canadian oil and gas industry. Yeah. The, the state of the state of California produces more emissions than the nation of Canada, if you yeah. can imagine that. Mm -hmm. You know, thus there is more people in you know or equal, but you know, like but the land the land mass is smaller, so. Yeah, it yeah. Goes seg segwaying into that, and we're you're thinking maybe the same thing I'm thinking. Ruffalo was on Mark Ruffalo, Leonardo yeah. the cabbage roll, was yeah. our cabbage Caprio. Ca no, sorry, cabbage. I said ca the cabbage, cabbage roll. roll. <laughs> That's what I. Anyways. The guy who didn't know. And Scarlett, was. Scarlett uh, yeah. Johansson yeah. were all there, and and not understanding. And we'll, I want to get back to Victor on the handle and the drill bits, but the the Hollywood side of things is that you come here and you're talking about our pipelines and our gas pipelines and all of these things and you're going back and no disrespect to Hollywood to some of the most dirtiest oil industry stuff in North America mm -hmm. but we don't see you partitioning or petitioning or anything over there but you come back here to Canada and think that you've done something all you've done you can't move you can't move you've just you can't take a pile of manure and then move it over somewhere else and then say oh look at how clean we are no the manure never left so you 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 got to start looking and deciding like here we're doing all these yard cleanups all around Lloyd Minster say for an example and then you go back to your own house and you got stuff everywhere the first place you would think that everybody would ask you is let's go clean up your yard first yeah. and then you get to do something around it then you can tell me then you can tell me then you can tell me doorstep before you start looking at other people's doorsteps yeah, yeah. and telling them how to, to tell and telling yeah. aboriginals what's good for it, them too right yeah, right exactly i mean let them let exactly. them decide and, and by the way those decisions have been made and if you are that passionate about it then you're doing it for free and if you are that passionate about it, then what, what are you doing with your yachts and your jets and your cars and all these other things if you're that passionate about it? I don't, 
apologize for the fact that we have a great oil and gas industry and I run a fossil fueled car and vehicles. I don't. What I try to do is make what we're doing better and more environmentally friendly yeah. and more sensitive to the earth. I do. But that's the part that we will always stand our ground on this show is about that part of it of saying, look it, we do drive fossil fuels cars because that's our industry and that's what we're passionate about and we do a good job of it. Mm -hmm. And sad to say, I hate to say it, oil and gas is here to stay. Yep. And, so, you know. So, Victor, how many years did you spend at Champion? And I know Tracy has some questions about your time at Champion, too. Okay. Well, being, well, being on the well, handle. Well, so, yeah, okay, being well, on the handle. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, with Champion, come break up. And... Um, so we break, up, break up, break for up. those that have, that's oh, another no. terminology that yeah. probably some of our people might not know, but most oil patch guys would. Break up means you can't get around anymore. It's no. melting too much, road too much mud. Um, so this time Roads are soft. Yeah. You're getting yeah. close to road yeah. band time yeah. now. So we racked up, and that means parking the, parking the rig in maybe a trucking company's yard. And Brian, my tool push, told me, well, you head her home, and we'll call you when we're ready. So I thought, didn't know if he was going to phone me back. So at that time, I was hearing that it was busy in Provost, and it was busy. Mm -hmm. Remember, pump to surface, Talisman was doing yep. a lot of work. Yeah, okay. So I stopped stuff. in Tal I, I stopped in Provost, told about my experience. <laughs> the day after, I was on a rig in Provost on a service rig, and I'd never seen the service rigs before. So I started on the drilling rigs. So I got a rough net there, and one day it happened at a Derrick hand. And the derrick hand goes up the stick, goes up the rig to pull the pipe back. And the guy asked me, he says, do you want to go up? Okay. Nope. I went up there and I was a derrick hand. And uh, I finished just for five days there and I went back home. And I was getting calls from Sinalta at the time to go back to work. But I phoned my push, uh, Brian. He, lives, he lived in Lethbridge at the time, so... Yeah, so he Brian phoned me back. I think it was May, and he said, "Hey, hey, hey we're going back to work. You coming?" So I said, "Well, you want me back?" I don't. You know, I'm still, you know. Well, he said I wouldn't be asking you if you didn't want me if I didn't want you to come out there. So we went back to the same spot out there. We went and went out there, and then I uh, finished up there. And about oh, five months later, I was running the handle. Didn't have my tickets. I did get my tickets when I went to Red Deer because for the job finished there and uh, our dad rig was going to be down, Champion 35 was going to be down for a few months. So I stopped in uh, Red Deer and I started with Neighbors. And Neighbors had a, the Neighbors service rigs, but they knew I had drilling rig experience, so they would ask me when they needed drilling hands to go on there, so I'd float back and forth between service, the service rigs and the drilling hands, drilling rigs. So, so you're a drill forth. surf hand. Yeah, drill surf hand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I said, that's so what I they called people. No, I made that up. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was you're a, a drill surf hand. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's my experience. Like I was a latecomer. I was the old boy on the on the rigs, but I, I toughed it. I used. I, I learned to use my head, not always my arms. Were <laughs> you strong fast. like a bull and smart like a tractor, Victor? About that. Yeah. yeah. About okay. that. Yeah. 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 And since then, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> well, I gotta ask you, like because you were the young guy and stuff, you're getting called back all the time. There's a lot of money in, you know, guys are making pretty good money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, some of these young guys, they don't show up for work after five days off, right? Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. find something else. No. You you know, you're a guy, you're the old bull, but yeah. you could be relied on, right? Yeah. yeah. And then I went, and then uh, with neighbors, we said we ended up on a, uh, ended up with a, a really good rig 
it was a, a skid double, and that's a, a skid double that, uh, rig that has to be trucked around, not drove around. And we spent lot, lots of like weeks on a hole. We did the deep holes out in the W5, which would be out by anything west of the number two highway. Tracy, that's mm-hmm. safe to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did the, the deep holes, and we were on there, and we were in the, yeah, we had uh, nicknamed the retirement rig. <laughs> because it's slow going when you're pulling out premium pipe, premium pipe, um, thread washers, thread cop is out there checking the you know, It's kind of nice in some ways um, because you just know you're going to the job site regularly. Yeah. But then I was on a gypsy rig, and a gypsy rig is where they just go wherever. They might be working for this company today and a different one tomorrow. So you might be in Bonneville one day, you might be in Weyburn the next day or the next week, you might be in uh, Provost the next week. So you got to see a lot of countryside. But the nice part about that sometimes, Victor, is that you just know, okay, for the next month, yeah. we're going to the same location every day. Well, so you get that routine going. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah, because I know one hole we rigged up. It was February 14th, Valentine's Day. And we rigged out. We finished a hole April 26th. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time on one yeah. location. Yeah. 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 So it mind you, it helped that the wire line lost the wire line down the hole. And that yeah, so fishing. you were fishing for a while yeah, too. Right? Yeah, so but it was good. Yeah. yeah. What happens and, to what happens to your job when that happens? Okay, in this case here, when you're on the rig and something happens, as long as it's not your fault, yeah, you don't want to you know smile in front of the consultant like you know what I mean, like you know yeah. what I mean. It wasn't our fault, so we felt we still feel good. Because in the deep in our minds, we know we've got to get some more days out of this week's even. Right. So, but we don't want to show our content to the consultant right. yeah. that we're going to do that because he's upset at the wire liners. So, the, you know, the onus on the wire liners, they got to call a fisherman out, which Tracy mm-hmm. is expensive. Yeah. And so it, it took a lot of time. Like, there was like a 43, th- 4,300 wire. Did they leave wire in the hole? They don't think so because it was a seven. No, but but did they? Is that what originally happened? They yeah. Lost oh yeah, there. that's it. Yeah. So yeah. wire. So now you're trying. Like normally, if you just go in there to grab some kind of a tool or a piece of pipe, you just latch onto it and come out of the hole with it. But if you're talking wire, wire's messy. You got to try to wrap that stuff up yeah. and then try to yeah. get it all out at the same time in it. So it can and it, it can take some and time. And it snapped right from surface, so it was about four thousand meters. So that's like close to two miles <laughs> yeah yeah well closer to three miles i should say so you're dra- basically trying to take barbed wire out of a hole that's right. four thousand meters yeah. deep right yeah so, so that's uh so something like that work. like you know yeah so i was fortunate to ended up on the retirement rig and uh we got things done you know we got things done and a good crew um they were all family all family oriented myself i had my son so it was good so yeah. last week we had or two weeks ago we had adam on the show yeah, and he was talking about there being a lack of rigs because there's a lack of labor. Yeah. So, what would you say to people who are thinking about getting on the rigs? Like, this is a great, like, this is the way you get started, or this is a great life. Like, how do you look at that, Tracy? I mean, obviously, well, you, you guys didn't I'll, stay I'll, on the rigs. I'll start. Um, what What a lot of people don't understand is that it's 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 hard work. It's it's weather work. You're in all different kinds of different types of weather in that. Back when I started, there wasn't a lot of hydraulic stuff around. So you 
if the rig needed leveling or whatever, you just had threaded oh. legs and you went out with a pipe wrench and you leveled that rig until the rig, the, le the, the legs were leveled, all these kind of things. They've got really great, nice power tongs now, which is to spin the pipe in and out hydraulically. They've got all kinds of rig levelers. They've got all kinds of H2S monitors. They've got um, really good, nice hydraulic setup on a lot mm -hmm. of these rigs. So the, the rigs have come of age a lot, yeah. but it's still hard work. But what I tell anybody, if they have a passion for it, and there's just guys out there that want to do their high school, and they want to go out and they want to work. <clears throat> the first uh, thing I will say is that a lot of people think it's just about the, well, I'm just going to go out and make a whole bunch of money. Yes, you make good money working on a rig. But if you're passionate about it, you can make a career working as a rig guy. And there is thousands and thousands of oil patch guys out there that have put their kids through school and have great homes and a nice cottage at the lake and have traveled the world and all that from just being a guy like myself who was a high school dropout that had the opportunity to go work on a rig and, and still make a good living doing that. And then I extended out like Victor's going to talk about in two different companies. But for somebody, we need people right now. Um, Adam Waterman was talking on the last show that we're down about 100,000 people. And a lot of those are in the rig, rig yeah. side of things. And that is just to, if they are looking for people and you, you're a good, strong guy and you've got a pretty good head on your shoulders, you've got the opportunity to say, look, I want to come out of here. And here's the cool part that people, that I will tell people to understand. You could end up as a kid out of high school going to work, making good money, working hard, and make as much as professionals do. It's nothing now to go to a rig right now and have a good, steady rig job, working some overtime and make $100,000 like that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the money that people can make in this industry now. So doing that is going to you know, be, have some good aptitude, go get some safety tickets, start out maybe at the bottom, which is of, 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 the, of that ladder, not as a bottom person, just as bottom of the ladder, to get your, uh, your roughnecking and then your derrick hand and then getting to maybe operating the rig, maybe tool pushing somewhere down the line. But any of those guys from a roughneck right up, they make tremendously good money. Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to give me a call or talk to Victor or myself or somebody about that, um, it's, good. it's a good job. It's a hard job, but it's going to give you the opportunity to get in there and make some good money and get your feet wet in the industry. Yeah. And for Victor? you, Victor? No, in addition to what, like, <laughs> like Tracy said, what I tell the guy, like, and it's funny because I know the field soup, um, field soup with precision really good, Albert Chalman. Yeah, I worked with Albert. him years ago. No, Albert, well too, Albert. Yeah. And he comes over for coffee once in a while, and he needs guys. So I sent him some, some kids from Prince Albert, and I told them, like, you know, they were ready to go to work. And I told them, I says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up to the plate for you guys, but you know what? You guys got to give it the minimum two weeks not just go two days and say, I yeah. don't like this. They're still there. Yeah. They love it. He sold his place in Prince Albert. He told me he broke up with his girlfriend and he's moved to Lloyd Minister yeah. and he loves it. I talked to him daily and he's a good kid. And he's, Albert said he's going to go places. But like, but also, but in, in addition to what Tracy said and what I'm saying, you know, you start off as a roughneck, but the oil and gas industry is a wide variety of, 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 yeah. of, of opportunities 
to be in there, yeah. not only on the rig. That's right. right. That's you a good right? extension yeah, off of my a answer. Good extension too. Yeah. yeah, you've got your maintenance yeah. guys. You've, you've got, got uh, you've oh, got yeah. your pipelining guys. You've your, got the your, guys that got to go set the well sites up. Your you've battery got operators. Your battery your operators. Your your guys that are going to look after these wells after they they you know everybody out there yeah. in the industry is looking for that, and that goes back to that original situation where Adam Waterman, who does work for Baytex Energy, and he was saying and you know just doing an overall comment that in the oil industry that if we wanted to ramp up it's not a question that we don't have the wells and that the oil is in the ground that we can do it you can't just say okay let's just ramp up and if you and got to drill wells drilling wells takes equipment and and we got equipment out there we need the personnel so the reason why canada who keeps trying to pull back on their carbon emissions and saying we're not we're going to try to get off fossil fuels which will never happen ever they start to pull back well now when they need to ramp up again those people some of those people have left they've left that 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 passion in that industry because of what's happened and what our government has tried to do and they can come back in but then you're going to get new you're always going to be um rotating new fresh fresh people like fresh blood and you know, now some of these guys, are, you've got to ramp that back up again. That's not just an overnight job. You need to find workers, and then you need to have experienced workers. And if you don't have experienced workers, that's going to take time to train them. Well, now the oil, those oil wells are going to have to take a little longer to get to come on, right? Yeah, overall. Yep. So, Victor, how does uh, Vicon oil field services come along? How, like, do you go from the rigs well, to, no, to well, yeah, oh. where's the transition? The transition. Well, you know what? I got, I'm located now in Grand Prairie, Swift Current, Lloyd, in Estevan, and I've I got people looking after those areas. But the, um, it's not a hard question. I'm just trying to say. Well, you were a driller, because well, like, you, know, you were a driller, driller. So yeah, the yeah. driller is so, going to know something yeah, about the drill bit on the, the end of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so when I start, okay, just to let you know, I started this as a fluke. <laughs> I, I was out here with uh, relief working out it wasn't drilling reliefing on a rig and I popped a filling in my mouth and we were going up for four days okay so I made an appointment to get my filling done and I stop in at 7-eleven on the east side on the way out to town on a Thursday and I remember this fine on a Thursday it was so anyway I'm standing in line and there's a guy in front of me and you know and he's wearing a suit and, you know and jokingly I say, and I say hey you're a little bit late for the bank it's 9 30 already you know like just to be a, a smart bum, I don't know. So anyway, he says, hey, I don't work at the bank. I'm looking out, I'm, I'm here looking for, we started talking, he's looking for a person. And he was looking for a bit salesman for Lloyd area. And the, and he bit uh, him down, he was, uh, he was the field soup for Hat Bit Supply at that time. And you remember them, yep. Tracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Hat Bit Supply. And I told, and he said, are you interested? And I says, well, I drilled, but pretty much, it, you know, by that time, when I drilled, it was, here's the consultant would give you what to use, and you went with that. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's how it was. You used whatever the consultant gave you. So that was, so sure you drilled, but at the same time, too, you know, you knew how to drill and what was happening and what to do. So anyway, so he said, well, he said, can, can we have time, time for an interview? I said, you know what? I got to go home on days off. I got a filling. So we, we switched numbers. So at this time, I went home. And I wasn't even home yet, and he phoned. He said, can you come Friday, tomorrow? I says, you know, I'm sorry, Shane. And I remember his name was Shane. I don't know his last name. So, you know, uh, tomorrow's my appointment with my dentist. He says, okay, let's keep in touch. So I went to the dentist thing. I got that out of the way. That was good, ready to go back to work on Tuesday. 
So he phones on Saturday. He says, come to Medicine Hat. We'll pay for your room and we'll go for, for, for dinner or lunch in, Sask in Alberta, they say. I'm from Saskatchewan. So anyway, so I says, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I says, I'll drive there. I'll leave around 6. I'll go straight to that Medicine Hat. So drove there, and sometimes an interview, and Tracy will know this, sometimes an interview in the, in the oil patch is pretty much you just talk for two hours, and then whether you like the guy or whatever, it's, okay, yeah. you're in. You know what I mean? It's not like, some, it, yeah. not, I'm not saying all places are like that, yeah. but this is how it pretty well went. So he said, so we talked for a while, and then I remember I started back on the 41, coming back to Lloyd Minister, and... Uh, an hour before Lloyd Minister, the general manager phones me from Calgary and he says, and I remember he said, well, howdy partner, welcome to the team. So I says, okay, we talked with him. His name was Bob. I don't know his last name. That's a while ago. Anyway, Bob, we talked for a while. He says, when can you start? And I didn't want to blackball myself. Precision were good with me at, you know, at that time I was wearing precision. And I said, okay, well, let me, you know, I'll phone you back tonight. So we decided January 4th. At that time, he gave me enough time. So for three months, for three weeks before Christmas, New Year's, I brewed, like, am I doing the right thing here? Like, you know what I mean? So, so anyway, so I got to the shop and there was another guy working there. I forgot what his name was. So there was two guys working out of Lloyd and that's the same shop I'm in today. So, um, got my truck, loaded up my truck with bits. Um, within two weeks, I had went. Oh, it's, I, I, had, I took a course, a geographical course for formations, at the same time too. So I took that online or back then. I think it was correspondence. You had mailed it in. Um, and then back then started going from rig to rig. Yep. Sell, selling bits. Yeah, selling bits. Victor, were you, you had, are. had you ever had you ever done sales? With the with the co-op, I did. Okay, so that's and why. With, so yeah, you, you know, know I mean? some people yeah, see that yeah. must have seen that in you that yeah, you know yeah. you're you and, can talk and, yeah, and talk, talk to, to guys people. around the coffee yeah. shop whether it's co-op product yeah, or, or bits. Bits, yeah, 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 yeah. So and I knew and I knew I knew what I was doing because I knew the bits and what they were used for, etc. Yeah. And that there too. So and I know some consultants. I'd go there for you know I go to the shack and the consultant would you know new guy here's a new guy with pip you know he'd send me over to the water guy. No, no, that's a consultant. So I go over talk to him, and another joke played on me. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. he's wondering, what are you talking? Go talk to that guy. And the consultant's laughing at me. And I still know that consultant. He still takes for me to this day, and he still he still teases me about that. Yeah. So that's how I started. So I started, and then I what I did, I started Vicon shortly afterwards. That this was 04 because we were contractors. We went to contracting. Okay, so now fine. you have to buy the bits? No, no. what we were doing was we, we, we were a contractor, so they pay us. We weren't uh, employees anymore, so we were in charge of, you know, like being a contractor. We were in charge of our benefits, etc. And so I started a Vicon there, but I incorporated in 2005. So why did you start Vicon? Were you... Because what, a, a, a separate bank account to separate, you know, to, everything would go there. Right, so because yeah. you were contracted, contractor, you, I thought you had I'd to go to Vicon. Yeah. You had to say, okay, I'm Vicon. Yeah. Which is, Vicon is what? What it's is Vicon? Vi Vi okay, Vicon, my name is Victor, and my son's name is Connor. Oh, so Vicon. And so many times, we were t when I'd pick Connor from school, we were, what do we call a company, if you ever called, named it? And we'd have our chats, you know, yeah. dad to son. He said, hey, Vicon. So I never told Connor, and I went to pick him up at school, and he still has that shirt. I got him a black Vicon shirt with his name on the side. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. So, so by this time, um, had been, unfortunately, they went bankrupt. 
but I still had calls coming in because um, we can we couldn't sell the bits anymore. They were sort of seized. And um, hey, I got I got to make up my mind here. Do I keep on doing this? Go back to the rigs. So I made a few phone calls to bit um, bit factories, bit manufacturers that I knew got new over the time. And uh, yeah, I'm fortunate they stuck their neck out, neck out for me. And I laid, I know I, I, uh, I uh, did my end of the deal, paid them, you know what I mean? They gave me bits on credit, you know, they helped me out getting started. And as time went along, I got to know my contacts, etc. got to know a group, you know, people that expanded. And now, to this day, what I did is I found out there's a niche for um, workover bits, which is drilling, like uh, Kurt, if uh, his drilling encased hole, bridge plugs, cement, etc. So what that means so, is that you've you've drilled the well, you've completed the well, but now you got to go back in there and do something on yeah. it. Well, it's going to be a service rig, not a drilling rig. Mm -hmm. So then we're gonna we're gonna use the bits for that. To, you, to run with the service rig. So, which kind of leads into my next question. So here you are, you got all these different bits. Yeah. And this is what happened to us, because we have several patents as well, yeah. is that you you said, okay, I've been working with these guys' bits all this time. I see that they're awesome, and but what if we could just do this, 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 or this? And you you may have gone to them, well, I want to know your story on that. Yeah. And you might yeah. have, you might not have. And you go, man, there's got to, there's, there's, an, there's another idea out here that I need to, to look at yeah. because it's not something that I'm getting that supply from. And that's what we ended up doing. Yeah. So get all these bits. You found a little niche in the market, so you're chasing service rigs around yeah, more yeah, now yeah, than you are yeah, the drilling rig yeah. side. And advertising that way also And you as well. said, you know what? I'm going to do a little chubby checker here, and I'm going to make this twister. Yeah. And so, so the, what yeah. did this? What's the story behind this okay, twister, the twister then? And and why is it different than anything else out there? So well, you get you're you're doing an advertisement now. You yeah. realize okay, that, right? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna do an advertisement <laughs> for the twister. The twister. And why did you come up with the twister? Rewinding back a little bit, I went through a company. I hooked up with a company in Oklahoma, a bit company, and they were they supplied me bits because they had PDCs. It was sort of one-stop shopping at the time. I could get from them. So we were tossing ideas around, got along good with them, and still friends with them today, you know, and um, got along a bit, and like Tracy was saying, I was going along and saying, it was always like, it was, I remember losing a cone down the hole, and, and Kurt uh, losing a cone off a tricone, off the hole, and you're drilling, and you've got that cone sitting in there, and you've got to go tell the consultant that you lost a cone isn't a nice thing, because they've got to bring in a fishing unit and that could be another that, that could be uh, a small expense or a big expense depending yeah. on how deep the hole is or where it's wedged etc cetera, etc cetera. so i was thinking about this one piece unit i was just going through my mind if we could make a one piece bit that could do drilling that could do drilling we could go through you know go through cement we could go through um bridge plugs cement retainers metal in the hole so we tried it with uh, carbide tungsten inserts aha there's a picture on the screen that's one of the twisters yeah, yeah there it is yeah yeah so you yeah. can see um, so now you don't have to worry about a cone no right that's just it yeah it's just it so um 
That is an aggressive piece of material yeah, there, yeah, Victor. Yeah. So we, so we, we, we made it, and I told them because you see, I was working with a company that had all the like the, the equipment and the smarts with CNC and equipment. None of them worked on a drilling rig or a service rig. So we we complemented each other in that way. We had you know meetings, and I I flew out there a couple times, and we come up with this unit right here, and we called it the Twister. So and as it, far as the Twister and where, so you had had to have some people around you. Some did you try to design it here locally, or where did you end yeah, up going? Okay, well, you know what, we tried locally, and, and by locally I mean um, some of the guys here, here. and yeah. they didn't have the equipment. Right. So yeah. Or going through Nisku, Calgary, right? The ex it was going to be the expense. Right. And I'm not just talking like fifty hundred dollars. Yeah. It would have been thousands of dollars right. more. Yeah. So then you go back to Oklahoma. Yeah, go back to Oklahoma. And we tried this. We, the first twister was a three and seven eighths twister and four and a half inch casing. And we tried it in Haver, Montana. <laughs> oh my goodness, I've been there. Yeah. yeah. Many times. Yes, Haver, Montana. Yeah, because you, you just go down and just creep across the border oh, yeah, and you can go in there and get some of your American supplies. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we tried it out there because. You know, we wow. tried, okay, the first person, okay, you know, we had to sell this thing because it was new. So, you know, it wasn't only new to the, new to us, but new to the oil patch. So we did some, you know, we actually, you know, gave some to the company. So here's how you sell a tool in the oil industry, Kurt. Hey, do you want to try this thing? We'll give one to you for free. Yeah. And yeah, it's and not a, it's just, it's just that yeah. it, 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 it really helps to yeah. know that if you've got a product that's out there, including ourselves, where you just want to. Uh, give some people the opportunity to, to try it. Well, the best thing you can do is is let them try it. Yeah, and, and, and give no us, cost. And, all, and in turn, we all we asked for was a test results back, what the how it performed. So as as they're doing this test, Victor, like how much stress is on you? That it, well, like uh, <laughs> how much is riding? Like is your house riding on this? Well, no, is no, like how no, much? No, no, it didn't get to that point because the material it's made with is forty one forty steel. Or, or and sometimes we make it out of forty one sixty, and how can you say it's not a it's not a special order material? It's a it's a popular material in right. oil patch tracing. Very and, familiar and, with forty one forty. So yeah. you've got your forty one forty base. What are you what are you making those gnarly tips out of? Is that carbide? Are you, you, you going to give too much away? Or are we going to give no, carbide? No, because okay. Victor, carbide. you've got uh, you've got you've, you've had got to go patent. down the patent process and yeah. all that on yeah. it as yeah. well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, so, uh, so your house isn't riding on it, but you you obviously oh, got yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah, riding yeah, on it. Yeah, well, I've got you're looking some at, money. You're looking, Kurt, on, an, on a standard patent, not even counting R&D. By the time it's into fruition where you've gotten the Canadian and American, and depending on where you put it, you could be into a patent at least $50,000 yeah. just on getting a check mark to say you own it. Victor Guillet now owns this patent. That's not counting the yeah. R and D that could yeah. be involved in it as right. well. So yeah, yeah you so got I some dough so on so the line. I, I think it comes to seventy-five thousand. Yeah, okay. yeah, it, it, ish, ish. Yeah. yeah, and that's U.S. <laughs> so you get the results back. <clears throat> so I get the, the, the consultant phones me, and um, he was a haywire guy. He had, and he told me he says, you know what, come and take this piece of crap, and never come back here, and he starts laughing. Yeah. So I knew, okay, John, and his name was John McIntyre. What were you drilling out, cement? Uh, no, we had 20 meters of cement yeah. on top of three bridge plugs, MH1, oh my MH1s. Okay. 
So it's going to be put to their test. So anyway, and I remember the results. He phoned me. It was a Monday morning. They were working through the weekend. Monday morning, he phones. And, and he told me that. He said, come, come and get, get this piece, piece of crap. crap. And I said, oh, thank you to myself. He starts laughing. He says, you know what? We took that tw twister out. They did the cement, three bridge plugs. They started drilling at 9 o'clock. And one, at 1 o'clock, four hours later, they were pulling out of the hole. And they started drilling at 1,000 meters. And he said, and uh, when I went down there, he said that uh, we he took it out and there was still paint on it. And I thought he was okay, okay, come on. Like, but no, sure as heck. And I wish I could have brung, I got pictures at the office. So he, what did he think no. the twister's di difference was compared to a cone bit? How, okay. how much time well, did he think he you would have? Uh... He, probably th he probably thinks probably it saved him two days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah because sometimes on a cone bit, it could get, it could get a, um, it could be a lengthy process sometimes going through a, a plug. Tell me about the name. Tell me about Twister. The name. The Twister just come up. Me and my son, me and my son again. We we're talking. Which we named the thing. We, we, you didn't want to name it something. Like, you wanted to name, name it something. You got it. We've got the same thing with us. We've got the slider. Catchy. We've got the, uh, the different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We've nothing, got all these different cool like names corny, that you come up I'm with. I'm corny enough with my sweaters, as you guys can see. <laughs> yeah. My son tells me. But we come up with just a, the twister. The Vicon twister, we, we called it. And that's what it stayed on. All my bog, you know, the twister. Yeah. And I don't know how we come up with it. It just come up, you know. Something rotating, and it come up to do with her, do with uh, tornadoes, doing damage. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> in a just, good way, yeah, in a good way. way. Yeah. And that's how we just come down to the twister. And so, from there, I brought it into Canada. There you go. Um, a good friend of mine, also a customer of mine in Swift Current. I showed it to him. I, t I gave him the results. He says, "Yeah, we'll try one." And ever since then, I. It's history. Like, is it you know, your? Is it your? You know, you've probably got in all different kinds of sizes now. Do you? Is it your most popular? Is it your most popular bit in it, your? It's very popular, yeah. but not to take away tricone bits. There's still a place for them. I yeah. sell oodles of them, right? Because I'm known also for the guy with the oddball bits. Because I've got my tricone bits from one and seven eighths to eight and three quarter, every eighth of an inch. Mm-hmm. Just depending so, what you what you got to drill yeah, out or yeah, where depending, you're into, yeah, depending yeah. what you're into. So there's still a place for that um, for that tricone bit, and also Vicon and hand the tricone bits. We got the seal journals, and Kurt seal journal bits are tricones, but they're more expensive because we got a different type of um, seal assembly and a different type. Of, it's got a journal bearing in it, which gives it more longevity, and you could rebuild them. So. So the little bit of entrepreneurial had to come out of you then. You had to yeah. do some testing. You had to get some design. You had yeah. to go and get it patented. Yeah. Kind of the same road that we've done with some yeah. of our yeah. equipment yeah. in the past. Yeah. So, I learned, so I learned how, it, how, did, how was that road for you as an oil, well, oil yeah. patch well, entrepreneur uh, inventor? Did you enjoy that part of, well, part of it? What I had on my side at that time was the oil patch was busy. Yeah, you so you're you, funding your, you know that's what how mean? we did ours yeah, yeah, yeah. as well, where you're making your normal money off of your everyday stuff that you're doing can then go towards funding yeah, yeah. the, 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 and, next, the next best and, thing, and, and great the thing you're doing. were going, completions were going good, you know what I mean? So it was good. And by this time, I had... Um, when did the Twister come out? 
2009, I believe. 2009, okay. Yeah, yeah, 2009. So even by then, you know, like yeah. things weren't exactly booming, right? 2008, yeah. things kind of yeah. slowed yeah, down but, a little but bit. But 2008 was just um, seven, eight months. Yeah, right, I think. 2009 was, right. I, I remember it, remember it quite yeah. well. Yeah, you're looking at maybe not even a year and things started to yeah. come back around yeah. again. And yeah. then and then we had our, you know, basically our four to five year surge again. And then yeah. it, we've yeah. we've been on the seven year ache since. And yeah. now yeah. we're back, we're back styling. Yeah. We're yeah. in Jubilee time now. Yeah, yeah. So do you but, have to do a lot of marketing on it? Vic, well, or? yeah, I, oh yeah, I got my website. And, and, you know, like I still, like the spices I give you, I still keep it. I still keep marketing it. Yeah. And now, um, another thing in Vicon's, uh, you know, somebody's demise is somebody else's opportunity is, you know, in the last two years, there's three major bit companies I moved out of Canada. So I'm getting, a, I'm getting new customers. And the Twister is, I shipped out, I, well, I sold 12 to one company last week in Grand Prairie. So where do you and get the where do you get the twisters made now? Oklahoma. Oh, you're still getting yeah, them Oklahoma. down there. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Still with the same company? Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Lasting relationship. Yeah. So yeah. there is kind of a t connection there, Oklahoma and the Twister. Yeah, <laughs> like, Oklahoma, yeah. they get twisters. That's Tornado yeah. Alley, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That's it is. Oh, so, yeah. So pardon the, the pun, so, but so it's sort of funny because like you know we talk like once a week, or I talk to them sometimes, you know, every day and. Some, you know, at first when we had the twister, you know, I was giving reports back because their R&D people wanted feedback because that's what their work comprises of. So our meetings were, they thought, here I am with an accent. They were laughing at me and him laughing at them because in Oklahoma and they're like, they figured they don't have an accent. So here we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how did they say your name? Down south, they say, hey, Tricey, how are you? Tricey. Yeah, no, no. That's how they say no, my name down no, there. Out, out there, out there, they would call me um, uh, Bit, Vic Bit. Oh, Vic Bit. Yeah, Vic Bit. So me. you know and what? I'm, I'm throwing this out there, Victor. I, I just, you know, if you made some bits that guys could use like kettlebells, yeah. Uh, you know where I'm going, right? Yeah. You got I know some where you're going with this. Bits. Fit bits. Uh, uh, I know I could probably use some fit bits. Just right a minute, now I gotta too, have so. some water. That was dry. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. So yeah. I, I wanna know, uh, Victor, is there somebody like you, when you look at your career in oil and gas, yeah. Is there somebody that stands out to you that this guy helped me, this guy well, you know, well, kinda well, showed me the ropes sort of thing. You know what? It's guys like Tracy K that I've known and we've talked in the past yeah. and like you know like as this come like you know like you know like Vicon and since then we bought property in Lloyd I own the buildings that I rent you know mm -hmm. um, I own two buildings there Vicon's bay number one that's I've been in that base for 17 years 16 years now, I know so. you know the classic boys good I know, the you know boys you know, you know yeah. so over time like you know there's like Dean Linford the guy who dragged me to the rigs you know I still you know I still call him he lives in Raymore Saskatchewan you know a guy like that um and I'll name him like uh Tony Tomaszewski with Ish Energy he taught me lots about about drilling out in Kindersley yeah um the consultant that I went into this shack, you know what I mean? He taught me lots and he passed away and, and rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 you know? So guys along the way like that do it too. But then I'm not the kind, I'm not scared to ask questions. 
You know what I mean? Like, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I think that's one big thing is not, don't be scared to ask questions. Yeah. And I've always been another guy too that says, not only do you not care if you ask too many questions, don't be shy to tell somebody about the product you have. Victor's, Victor, as soon as we had our coffee there a couple of weeks ago again, I said, this guy's a lot like me, you know. Um, because there's the coulda, woulda, shoulda when it comes to the marketing of your own product. He, you can tell he's so passionate about his bits like we are about our tools. Yeah. Is that when you leave, the guy can't say, oh, I didn't know it could do that. Yeah. No, you're going to know it did that yeah. before I leave yeah. because I'm going to tell you that. You might get the five-hour sermon in 20 minutes, but at least you're going to know that we know what we're telling yeah. you about yeah. the product. Right? And, also, so, and also a big thing, and it doesn't matter what kind of sales you're in, I find it not easier... It's more challenging. It's it's simpler to sell something that you believe in and knows it runs. Yeah. Opposed to something like a shot in the dark, thinking, you know, leaving a rig with your hand, fingers crossed like this. And now, like I said, like, you know, and, you know, like I said, I told you guys before, it's tried, tested and proven in Western Canada. It's gone to Algeria. It's gone to Scotland. It's been, you know, it's in Texas, Oklahoma. Um, Argentina it went to. So we have a little world map and we, we put a dot or a, a pin of every spot we've had our tools in. So, you know, Victor, you get your world map yeah, out yeah, and put your uh, little yeah. dots and, That's a good idea. and stuff so, yeah, wherever, yeah. You've, wherever, wherever yeah. you've had your yeah. stuff and that. But, yeah. uh, no, and, 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 you know, and going along, like, you know, like Viacom has come up, I'm always, I'm always open. I like asking questions. I like getting feedback. Um, I spoil my customers. Yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get steak spice. You might get some hats and yeah, some yeah. sweatshirts. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, I, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's passionate about what he does. Yeah, Victor, when you uh, with all the stuff that's going on here, and you know you you've really come around to where you are with Vicon, and yeah. and been you know proud of you for being an entrepreneur and creating some of your own stuff, yeah. and you're passionate about that. This cycle has been a long cycle for us. We've, yeah. you know, we've been, you know, since 14, I'm going to say maybe yeah. even on yeah. the yeah. End, end of 14 to now, yeah. we, it's been, it's been a road for us to hang in yeah. there There's as businesses. And, downs, and, yeah. and now that we have, I, I'm really optimistic that we're going to see some really good things come out of the forest and into the meadow and get some grain <clears> cut down and do some stuff in the oil industry. You know, we talked a few weeks ago. What's your feelings on that? We've had some highs and lows, even in well, your time. Where are you? What's your What's your optimistic you know, right now, impression? Okay, even through this, I've always been optimistic. Like they say, like you know, they like someone once told me, you know, you you can't deposit optimism at the bank, but it sure makes the day go by quicker. That's and a good better. line. I like that. You know, but at the same time, too, I really think now that, and again, mate, I'm I'm optimistic. I I really feel. There's a lot of people, Canadians in general, that have their, their view on Canadian oil and gas is turned around. What gets you up every day, Victor? What gets, what gets no, you up? You know what? What gets me up is knowing that I get up, I check the obituaries, and my name's not in there. I'm good for another day. <laughs> That's what gets me up. And I'm up at 4.30 every morning at oh 5 o'clock. At 4.30, 5 o'clock. Why please do you do that? Call, please Why don't do you call do me, that Victor. to yourself? No. Victor, please don't call me there no, to find no, out what I'm doing. You know what? I, I might not I, answer. I, no, I, love it. I go to Classic. I call for coffee at 6 o'clock. That's my day. I give a shout out to Scott Johnson, Scooter. Scott Johnstone, yeah. No, yeah, Scotty yeah, well. Yeah, go with my coffee there. My day starts. When's he coming on the show? Well, he's there, he's there, but he, he's, he's there early. Yeah, yeah, yeah we had, we had Danielle on yep. 
And uh, yeah, we've been wrestling yeah. with the uh, with uh, classic boys for a while. Yeah, they give yeah. us a show, but yeah. they had oh Daniel come yeah. on. Yeah. But what drives you from the oil patch side? What, what makes you, you get you, up in the morning for know, the oil you, industry? You, Tell me what your for, thoughts okay, there. You know what? I believe in other. You know, I'm I, I'm a I'm a I'm a big um, believer advocate for oil and gas, but I'm one who also believes in our, our agriculture. A big shout out to our farmers, mm-hmm. our truckers. A big shout out to them. Um, our logging, forest, mining. You know, I'm a believer of that now. As I'm, you know, I'm getting older. I'm getting wiser. You know, doesn't maybe doesn't. Not everybody will tell you that, but I think I am. But what what gets me up is knowing that I have another day. That my phone a challenge because my day my days are never the same. Just like Tracy's in the oil patch. Like you know what I mean. I could get up and I have one day Monday morning. Got up. I have book work to do. I like doing it before the rain. And, and I got a call from um, a customer two hours away north. I was gone. And that's what I love doing. I stop and pick him up breakfast, go up there, deliver product, knowing that i given them a good product, service. And uh, that's what drives me. Yeah. That's, How many- what, that's what drives me. And then yeah. knowing, like, knowing like people like Gracie and the oil patch down the street and and then along the way some of your customers you become friends with yeah that's right and you you know what i mean to you know so i've made a lot of friends in this oil patch in all corners of western canada you know it, it it's different you know so i don't know if that's a long-winded answer to it's that good. but it's good but no that no i now i you know like i say i love i love getting up for a challenge and knowing that you know i believe something and also Knowing that I got a mortgage payment to make because, <laughs> <laughs> because I fell about yeah, the buildings. Yeah. But you know, but here's another example about how things are going. My buildings are full, and also I got a waiting list of 14 people. I counted 14 people. I've never had that before. Wow. Yeah. I keep the names of you know. I'm sorry. I'm you know. Well, yeah. give me a shout if something comes up. How many so, employees, uh, Victor? Okay. Right now, I've got just just one. I can't find nobody. Just and here in town. But yeah, you here got in guys town. In, in yeah, but the area. other locations, there's, there's, they're, they're, I don't want to use the word man, but they're looked after. Right. By, and I know in Grand Prairie, Ross and his wife looks after it. Mm-hmm. And he sold it before, so he knows that area is good. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, you got some yeah, good so satellite stations set yeah, up. Yeah, so now I got one, you know, for a long time. I used to have two people full-time in the, in the shop. And now there's just a part-time, a part-time, part-time guy, and he's a good kid. Yeah, he's a really good kid. Like I say, in being an entrepreneur, I'm not scared to wash the floor or pick up the mop and sweep. Yep. And you know, you do what you got to do. There's a balance <laughs> yep. to some of the stuff that we've done. Like yeah. we we don't go out on the rigs anymore, Kurt. As far as like, actually, I shouldn't say that. We do still go out on the rigs on some of our jobs, but our guys know that when they go every day to work, that they they um, they come to the same location most of the time. And so for some guys in the oil patch. Like working at a, a pump shop or a Titus shop or a Vicon shop, that's that's still an oil patch job. And then you got guys that got to go to the field every day. Yep. And yep. some guys love just coming to a shop and doing what they do to supply the guys in the field. And yep. then there's other guys saying, hey, I don't want to be in the shop. I'd no, rather I, be out. Yeah, and yeah, I'll tell you, yeah. back in my time, there's some stuff I miss and there's stuff I don't miss. Beautiful days like this and you're standing up on the monkey board or on the levers and you're out in the beautiful countryside well, it's yeah. a little windy out there it is, but, <laughs> yeah. but let's, let's say on a, on, a, on a nice day you just sit there and go man this is awesome but at minus 35 
and the wind is blowing yeah. and you know that there's no end in sight of what the temperatures are going to be like not so much missing that but man driving to the rig some years ago yeah. in that it was just like wow this is am i this am, am i pinching myself yeah. this is the is this the life yeah so yeah and now occasionally i um well over the past two years it's happened more often with getting new customers i've been called out to run the bit so i'm on the floor while the driller's running the twister yeah because they haven't run it before excuse me um so so you're showing them how yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that's nice a nice change i, I like doing that yeah. getting out yeah and now with um covid well being you know restrictions lifted you know my man my mandate for vicon is i'm going to go out and do more seeing my customers yeah and because over the last couple of years mm -hmm. i've sent i've been sending bits to Drayton Valley to well I got the twisters going out I got a dozen twisters going to southern Alaska next week yeah so you know from a company in um well you're uh, like I am if yeah. you can't talk to the guy that you've been selling to it's like yeah. man I got to talk to this yeah. guy and now and, you can do zooms yeah, and, and stuff yeah. like that usually I make a point your best sales are that you actually are making contact yeah. with the guy or can go and see yeah. him and usually person. what I like to do if it's a new customer I like to go up myself, bring out the bit, yeah. whether it's 15 minutes away or two hours from here or, you know, because I like meeting, I like meeting the, the, yeah. the gentleman, the company I'm working, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, there's you know. something to be said about that, too. Like we still are doing some original installs for companies and that and on some of our inventions and, and, and designs. And when, you know, when people say, wow, well, this is the guy that invented it, that is coming out to 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 drop this off. There's, that's a good that's yeah. a good sales technique, yeah. but it's also yeah. a good personal technique as well. Yeah, oh, for sure. And they, and, and then uh, you know a lot a lot of times is is it sounds corny, but sometimes you're not selling a bit; you're selling yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm a big I'm a big believer in that. You're selling yourself, and if you could get the confidence in people that you know that you're going to be there for them at a phone call, because especially the oil patch, it's seven twenty four. You know, it's not like, you know, a, you know, not like a Monday mm -hmm. through Friday or something like that. And Tracy, you get a test yeah, to me for we're, that. Yeah, we're a little bit, we so, get a little bit more of a break on some of that stuff. Yeah. But uh, with, because I have guys that can help me with that. But like the oil, the oil well doesn't know that I'm going to shut down on a Friday afternoon that's making no. 600 barrels a day of oil. Uh, because it's convenient for the rig crew, it could shut down that. No, we'll wait till Monday morning, and then the rig crew can get to it. The oil yeah, well no, doesn't care. No. So, yeah. and and yeah. so the, the you know the companies, the oil wells don't pump five days a week and weekends off. No, so that's you just have it. to yeah, have exactly. the seven day yeah. a week yeah. mentality yeah. for a lot of that. But if if you got your team together and you can give them the training and the and the days off and days on, um, it, it worked quite well. Yeah, exactly sure. right. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Now, Victor, you've—I met you um, through. We were both on the board for Let's Talk the Talk. Yes, that, that's yes, that's betcha. pretty much how I met yes, you. Yeah, although yeah. I know I've seen you around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and I've heard you lots. Yeah. I heard you lots, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, we've we've heard him lots. <laughs> but you've made your, you know, and you mentioned it already here today. Um, you've made your struggles with mental health yes. known yes, to I people. Have. Yeah. So. The last two years have been absolutely terrible for people's mental health. Yeah. Um, you had your struggles up before that. Yeah, before that. Then yes. comes along this oil price goes below two dollars a barrel. It's it's on like first time I had Tracy on yeah. this show, oil was it was Basically like minus zero. three dollars yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. A barrel. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people whose lives were turned upside yes, down yes. in in oil in oil and gas. There's a lot of people who struggled with it that didn't survive the mental struggles. 
you yourself, how have you come through? And well, what do you have for suggestions for well, people? You know what? I, you know, now I could look, look you straight in the face and say, you know what? I don't suffer from mental health anymore. I deal with it. Hmm. And that's a big thing is, is, is coming to, to terms. I found myself because and like I told you, Kurt, and I think I told you my, my story is I tried to take my own life. And my hardest thing, the hardest thing for me to say when the doctor asked me, Victor, did you try to take your life? And I knew I had to say yes at that time. But here you are now. Yep. Doing your thing. Come on, man. Give me yeah. a high five. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so that you can come Thank from you. that. Yeah. And from that. Yeah. And you're here sitting talking oh, to yeah. us today yeah. with, the, with what you're doing in business. Yeah. Like man, I say, I'm thank so you very much. You, thank you. Thank you. That means lots. You know, yeah. there's a saying out there that says, um, we say, well, we're sick trying to get well. No, your term is you're well trying to stay away from yeah. feeling that way anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's and the now, best line you know, of the day. And, and we talked to like I say, Kurt, we had some good conversations about mental health, and since then, um, I've um, I haven't seen the, my counselor because I, you know, I'm feeling better. I've got the number. I still, uh, and I'll be on medication for the rest of my life. And you know what? I sleep good. I'm, you know, like sometimes you know a person, oh, what's what, what so and so going to think knowing that I'm on. You know, you know, because I come from the area era, uh, era in the '70s where mental health was swept underneath the, yeah, the, you know, underneath the mat. You would never talk. Where it wasn't about really it. an illness. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, the, I don't know how to say this, but the, the best thing in my life that happened was on May 15, 2019, that I never followed through. I tried, but I woke up, and that was the turnaround in, in my life. And it, uh, it brought Victor to terms that Victor wanted to escape Victor, not his loved ones. Yeah. And since then, um, I'm doing good. I feel good. Like, I'm on medication. And people ask me, you know, I'm not ashamed or embarrassed. I'm here in the oil patch with, you know, um, you know. With You're, the, not, alone. You're with not alone. You're not alone, Victor, for no, sure. But you know, people but that I need just to hear people. this today. And, you know, and late, you know, and... Kurt, since last time we met, um, and telling Tracy this, I've been busy talking. I've been talking to schools, to businesses, some tool companies, oil companies, uh, talking to companies in Regina, in Brooks. Like, you know what I mean? Getting around, you know, going to school, bring them a platter of, 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 of subs afterwards. And I talk to children, to kids about it, tell them my story, and... Uh, like I say, I can't tell you know I can't tell nobody what to do or go see. But as long as they hear me out and hope, hopefully they learn something from it. And you know what, there is hope. That's right. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm walking hope right here because yeah, I feel great, and uh, I'm happy. You know, I'm, I'll talk to people. I got I got guys sometimes phone me at three in the morning talking. I'll answer a phone call because I'll say I'll hey I might not have the answers, but you know what. I'll rather listen to you all night instead of going to a funeral. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. So that that keeps me busy with along with Vicon and doing my talking to people. And uh, I've been in northern Saskatchewan too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it keeps me it keeps me going. So, Victor, thank you so much for your time yeah. today. Yeah. Like, I really, we really appreciate you. Well, hey, I appreciate you insights. guys and you guys asking me to be here. It's yeah. Like, hey, it's awesome. I listen to both you guys. 
and uh, it's an honor to be here. It is. Oh. It really is. I'm just humbled. Just like having coffee with Victor. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the not coffee. Four thirty in the morning, yeah. by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to have coffee with Victor at four thirty in the morning. Learned on the rigs, I learned to start chewing. Skull. I never smoked or nothing, and I started chewing. And to this day, I still chew. I'm trying to give it up, but it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> and, I'll, and, I'll there. and that's another thing. A guy I gave me some Copenhagen snuff one time, I will call it, and I stuck it right in here. Roy Gower, if you're listening. And I took it out in less than like two milliseconds. I thought it was going to burn a hole right through my lip. It was so strong. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know why. Now I'm down to one chew in the morning, my coffee. Yeah. And I'm good for the day. Awesome. That's what keeps me going. <laughs> Starting four thirty in the morning. I did that for a few years, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Four thirty, yeah. and now yeah. I have tr trouble yeah. getting up at eight. Yeah, yeah. So but Kurt, I'll let you know. I go to bed at eight o'clock, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I go yeah. to bed at eight. <laughs> yeah, you old guys. Yeah. 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 I gotta watch. I gotta watch Doctor Poe, the vet show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Vicon Enterprise Oil Field Services. Thank you so much for joining hey, thank us today. Thank you for your. Victor. This is appreciate it's been it. Great, you guys. Yeah, and my and my little sidekick. Over there, CJ. CJ's here. Hey, CJ. He's ready to go. He's been. Can you throw me a spice there, Paul? Can you throw me a spice? I just want to show. Yeah. Oh, well, I almost caught it. Here's uh, this is the spices that Victor was talking about earlier. Yeah. 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 When did you start making these? You know what? <laughs> we were talking about people's de devices when Weatherford. I, like Weatherford, their tool company, used we know Weatherford used to years, have the yeah. spices for years, but they downsized and nobody was giving away spices because now Weatherford, when they do their calls, I think last time I told they give a pen, I think. So I said, why not make spices? Because people were asking, hey, spices. So I thought, well, I'll make spices. And they're going away. They're oh, yeah, you hotcakes. Yeah, they're like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, Kurt loves it because he can put yeah. some of that on his, uh, yeah. no, on no. his steaks. And I love trying new yeah. things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like and Kenny Max, a guy in town. Yeah, with the hot sauce. Of course, Spiro's is yeah. Yeah. You know, probably yeah. the most popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for cool. sure. Well, I look awesome. forward to that. Thanks, Victor. Hey, you're very welcome. Yeah, and I got my new lineup for spring. I see those. We spring, got one of those. We'll be wearing. I love, I love the color red. Yeah, so yeah. So awesome. something true. So I thought I'd wear it out today. So anyway, nice. Yeah. Victor Guillet. Yeah. Vicon Oilfield Services, the Twister. Yes. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Kurt, and thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy K. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So we're gonna here very shortly actually um there's lots going on in the oil and gas industry so in two weeks two to three weeks we'll be back with another show and we have a lineup of uh, guests that are uh, ready to come on the show and and entertain us like victor's really entertain us today yeah. i love the stories about you know being the green guy on the rig yep. and stuff like that well too. next show ladies and gentlemen we'll have kurt price with green coveralls and green yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you'll probably bring them yeah, yeah. But, you know what maybe i will but that'd be great remember like tell your friends about our about this patchwork podcast you can you can get it anywhere you don't have to you know facebook but anywhere we, yeah. we download the audio so you can listen to it while you're driving out to the rig site or wherever. But we want to thank Victor again, and we look forward to talking to you again on Patchwork.